You're listening to What's Us Sports with Mo Cohen, PZ Delery C, and Terry Tam. I now know that I'm on with a spy, depending on who's uh, you know who's the, who's the captain of this ship. That's probably a bad thing if this podcast is supposed to go viral, isn't it? Cordero Patterson, uh, like grabbing some shanks, uh, gentlemen here, uh, and he quote and I quote, "I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank in my balls, my face." <laughs> in my teenage years, I'd get back from high school, I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. Because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half, and I filled it with hot sauce. So he's going to have to slurp this down. Why you need? Why you give me a fucking banana, dude? I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking, I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat this. Okay, so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here are your hosts, Mo, Terry, and Peasy. All right, so we have chaos here, as no one knows as when headsets are rolling and going here. And we welcome you into another episode of Hot Sauce Sports, as uh, the Duke is trying to get his headset volumes okay. The Duke. Yeah, this is our first episode of 2019, so happy new year to all those who are tuning in. Happy new year, Mo. Happy new year to you, too, PZ. Is it too late? I uh, feel like it's the first time I see you in January. Yeah, it is. So I can call, I can say happy new year. There's a window. Yeah. Is it is it Jan fifteenth the deadline the cutoff day that you can no longer? I think say it's it? the first time you see somebody in January. Yeah, because if you see someone for the first time in March, they're not important to you, <laughs> right? Like not they don't true. actually matter. Unless true. like, what if what if your wife wakes <laughs> up from a coma and, and you still see like, her? Happy New Year! Oh wait, you because pro- you've already said it to her. She owes you though. <laughs> she owes you one because she's sleeping the whole time. Um, yeah, so I think the first time you see somebody in January. After that, fuck it. All right, Duke, put on the poll. When is the cutoff date for... We, we don't have a poll. We're not a live show. You got it. <laughs> you got it, Mo. I know. Thanks, Mo. <laughs> yes, well, Mo. You know what? Put on our Twitter handle poll. You got it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Polls on Twitter? Just put on the poll. Yep, right away. Okay, perfect. Perfect. It is Hot Sauce Sports. So a great episode lined up for you as we will be joined by uh, a man who is a vegan... But looks like he is a meathead from his body composure. Well, he is a meathead. And brain composure. Brain composure as well. He was very smart. A very smart meathead Sometimes. Uh, in the CFL. I think Terry's a little bit jealous of him because he always <laughs> praises him. But I think deep down you're jealous of him. Uh, Marco Briette will join us and in is. the next segment as well. But let's dive into the week that was, the year that was. And now who we are. We have our champion in the college football rankings uh pz for the last eight months was crying about georgia being the true champion but they were nowhere near well, i'm saying they, they they may have put up a better fight perhaps they did but in the eye of the tiger the clemson tigers winning their second cfb title in the last three years and hammering the alabama crimson tide by a god-awful score I have, a, I have a question is notre dame a good school like for smart people yeah yeah so how do they th- how does how do all these is ridiculous fans think people? that Clemson beating Alabama since for the last four years it's been a two-team sport. Um, how how do they think that Clemson beating Alabama makes them makes validates their loss to Clemson? I think I think it's more of a little man syndrome of like yeah okay uh, all right, right we score three all we'll right take, we'll, take, yeah. we'll take the loss to the better team kind of yeah thing. exactly we we kept it close till halftime because <laughs> oh so they're just losers so there's there's <laughs> they're the second uh, the second best second place team. They're yeah. the third best, second place team. That's another question I have about, about sure. the game in general. The other question I have about the game in general is, when did Clemson become this lovable underdog? They've won, in the last four years, they've won as many titles as Alabama in the same game we've watched <laughs> for four years, <laughs> four years where they play each other. Well, I, I think it's the 
charisma that they all have. Uh, Nick Saban sort of that North Korean dictatorship, you know. Yeah. Uh, you do oh, like Dabo Sweeney is known to be really oh, nice yeah, and Dabo, chill. Well, Dabo is more the religious yeah. uh, dictator over there. But uh, but I think what it was is that you look at Clemson, fun-loving, you know, hammering up in the, in the, in the locker room post-game celebrations. Yeah. And they have a slide going from the second floor to the front door of their uh, complex. Uh, that was Hardly paid for by the loves, but more by the players. Yeah. So I think Clemson is a, a school that uh, gives the perceived notion that come on, come to South Carolina, we'll have fun and enjoy the ride with it. So which so which dictators would you compare to Saban, and which would you could like like? Oh, we'll go sports Saban's dictators. Like Mussolini. Sports dictators. Uh, no, 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 real dictators. Uh, Political's not. They, people understand this. People go. Huh, I want to see which theocracy you Stalin? you're thinking of when you think that no, was no, no. Stalin. Stalin? Yeah. Duke, who do you got? Because they've killed as many people as... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, if athletes want to play for, for Clemson because they, they they keep their coaches. Well, no. I mean, they, they lost Chad Morris, the OC, to uh, SMU. They've lost coaches, right? I mean... And they're going to start losing them more and more. Yeah. But I as mean, much as Alabama, though. But look, look the impressive feat about Alabama, guys, that they've lost... They, they went through Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Brian Dable... Uh, Mike Lockesey, four oh season last three years, and yeah. yet they are playing in their fourth consecutive national title game. And people are going to poke and make fun of them that they're finished. It's one year. They have the number one recruiting class coming in for 2019. They're going to lock and load for next season. That's they're, they're ready to go. Every like, year they're ready to go. They're here's the, here's well. the other thing. Do you, in Nick Saban's tenure, do you know the percentage of times that Alabama has won a championship? I think it's six out of the last ten years. It's, is it? it's 50%. Yeah, it's exactly 50%. Right, like in the last four years, five out of the last ten. do you know how many, what the percentage is? 50%. In the last two years, do you know what the percentage is? 50%. So nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's crazy. How, it, it's insane how, how people lose their minds and can't think after a single football game. They still have a, a Heisman runner-up at quarterback. Yeah. They still have, who's trapped there, but by the way, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second, yeah. about all these quarterbacks being trapped in these Another schools. year. Another year. Um, so... Why do you think that they'll be worse or that they're finished when they, A, were the second best team in it's the country? It's because uh, people have sh- very short memories. Extremely oh, memories. short memories. That's, I thought you were going to mention shorter other thing. Well, that too. <laughs> Not like me. The, uh, the ones at Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> so they have short, people have short memories in general. They always remember. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, as a Cowboys fan. I hate on Dak, hated on Dak Prescott. Love Dak Prescott. No, you yeah. know what I mean. We'd so, be funny you and not us for. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, for not that I love him. I, I explained myself then. I don't have to explain myself. Don't worry. Like he's yet. got a Dak like tattoo underneath yeah. his place. Uh, cashmere sweater. My wife's gonna today. get a, a Dak Prescott tattoo like like Rex Ryan's wife. Got a remember that Mark Sanchez? Yeah, Mark Sanchez on the foot. <laughs> that was nasty. That it was on her foot, wasn't it? It was, it was on her foot. Uh, can you Google uh, that for us, Duke? Uh, Rex Ryan Sanchez tattoo, please. You got where, it, but where it was. So please. yeah, so people have very short memories, and they see this as oh, they lost, so they're falling off. Clemson's the new powerhouse. Notre Dame looked the, okay. The Georgia should have been there. Georgia Oklahoma, this suck my balls. That so at no, the there were a, f- a lot of people saying suck my balls. Yeah, actually. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, next year when the, when the season starts, or at least when Sports Illustrated releases their college football preview, Alabama's going to be number one. Well, Clemson and Bama are now one and two in the yeah. two early projections of the top twenty. In Way January. too early projections. Well, but like the, it's also again for the last four years, there's only been two teams in college football. No, that's not true. Yes. No, everyone else is trailing them right now. I mean, they're they're tra- okay. Again, We've you watched know the same championship before. It's only games because I'm so. It's only, I didn't watch the game. It's only because I'm so fucking bored. I, I, I'm so fucking it, like, bored of Alabama. I hate talking about Alabama. The reality was they the, get way too much press, and they're kids that have come that are probably 35 years old. 
So it's like Patriot Syndrome then. No, they're they're okay. Oh, the these, kids kids, again, yeah. these kids are twenty five years old, pl- pretending to be eighteen year olds. Their passports a sign that, like on that movie a sign that says "I am 12. Oh, I'm looking at the Cuban passports in Alabama. Uh, that's on the foot. It looks like it's on her arm. It's on Rex Ryan's arm. Oh, no, and it's, it's on his, his wife. It's his wife. wife. No, it. This is a picture of uh, of his wife oh, wearing a Mark Sanchez jersey naked. That's it. That's what it Not is. Naked can't be naked and wearing a right. jersey. Right. Yes. <laughs> Partially clothed is the right right word. So it's a fifty-fifty then. Fifty percent clothed. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of jerseys, I'm laughing because I didn't pick up on it. We got yeah, naked wearing a jersey for our eventual uh, merch shop. We got. This not gonna work because the mic. It's on my mic. We got jerseys. This is this one. Oh, did we? Who's yeah. 88? That's me, bud. You're eighty-eight. Mokan, you wow. didn't order one. Not, so not. Order thank one. God. <laughs> flip flip <laughs> it the other way so people see the logo. Flip yeah. it the other way. We need. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, if yeah. you can see the logo, Terry. Oh, yeah, there you go. Look to, at that. It looks like the Empton Oilers logo. I like the one at the bottom here. Yeah, the tramp stamp. Yeah, the tramp. Well, it's a really good idea to get tramp stamp. No worries, bud. Yeah, it looks like, looks like the Empton Oilers logo. I was jealous. I am. Um. Okay. So you know what, Mo? I'm going to buy one for you. Thank you. <laughs> Order number 19 for Mo. I'm Sounds okay. Good. Thank you. So you're going to fucking so wear it. You're going to appreciate it. I will. I'll wear Every goddamn day. You great never pride. get it off. Shit. We'll, we'll, we'll wear it with great pride. So is Clemson the new Alabama? No. Yes or no? No. They're the equivalent they were and is because, again, it's the same thing. They are one of the top two schools, the, one of the only two schools that matters at the moment in college football. And that is what they were. That is what they is. is. Nothing changed. That <laughs> is, is what they is. is. So if we're looking at shut up, Terry. <laughs> we're looking at the dominance of, of players. So we look at the uh, Ray of Sunshine, and we look at the Splash of Sunshine with uh, Trevor Lawrence of Clemson and Tua Tagovailoa, who will all be back next Say year. Again? Tagovailoa. Oh, you doing you doing the Steve, Stephen A. thing where you just say it really fast? Tagovailoa. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, but you said it. Properly. He, he said it. He said it. He said on uh, on his show first take. He goes Tua. Turnover Viola. <laughs> yeah, turn like the ball over. Yeah, yeah. Tua turned the ball over. Turn the ball over. There you go. Exactly. So, look, if you were an NFL GM and you have a top five pick no. and those two guys were yes. available, would they go one and two no. in the draft? Trevor Lawrence and Tua. Nope. I don't know. Look, it d- well, it depends on the who draft the GM, depends on GM. Okay, well, de- okay, look, we're looking at quarterbacks, right? So, okay, who, who's drafting top five in the NFL? You have Arizona one. Raiders have a quarterback. Raiders they drafted four, one last year. Raiders, right? Raiders have one at $100 million. Uh, you have the Niners at number two. The Niners are number two. They have Jets one. Jets number three. They have one. Raiders are number four. You said Ravers? Raiders. No, Raiders are four. Giants are a five or six. So Ra- Ra- Raiders have a fourth and a second? No, they only have a fourth. So who's the second one? And the the uh, Niners. Okay. So the reality is this, though, guys. So it depends which team. So none of those teams need a quarterback. The Giants no. do. Gi- Giants do, right? Oh, I guess. Yeah, Giants, I would draft Trevor Lawrence. Eli's a Maybe he can develop. So I think, I think Trevor Lawrence at that point, you draft him, develop him. So the question is, though, if. We look at Dwayne Haskins. Yes, Duke. Arizona, one. Yeah. San Francisco, two. Jets, Jets three. three. Oakland, four. Tampa Bay, five. Right. Uh, Giants, six. Okay. I'd so argue there's a case for and Tampa. Then, and then uh, Jacksonville, seven. Uh, yeah, there's a case for Tampa. And there's, there's a case well, for they're Jacksonville. Well, they're keeping Jameis for fifth year. That's confirmed. So my thing yeah. is, there, there are three first-round quarterbacks, and Terry's going to disagree with me with one of them. But yeah, Sunshine is one of them. Sunshine. Um, Tua is definitely another one. Yes. So are they better than Dwayne if Haskins? you tell me Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm. Ike, you know what? I agree with you. I like really? him. Okay. I like him because I think he's a pro-style quarterback. He doesn't have to have no, crazy his, college his re- numbers. Because, again, for his age, his repertoire of throws is absolutely impressive. His physical skill set is, is impressive. Yeah. Um, no, I think he has it to be a first-round pick. And, you know, he could. a project. He has, he's a big project. Yeah. I think at least two or three years maybe. Like 30 I, the years thing starts. is, like, he, got, he got thrust into a starting position a yeah. year earlier thrust. Than, than was planned. Like which Tua did too, by the way. And 
and in seeing the championship game, we saw, well, maybe this is what happens when you're a year ahead of your plan, right? Yeah. Um, did Trevor Lawrence have a good game, or did he throw some really nice jump balls? He threw nothing but jump balls. But they were thrown in good locations, and he has I mean, great his receivers. receivers made like insane one-handed yeah, the, catches. The one, right, the, the one where he j- jumped, the dude jumped to his left, caught the ball with his right on the helmet of the defender was insane. Well, look. Ross was his name. Ross, yeah, he, and he's only in his first year, right? Yeah. And they, they stole him from Alabama, and they stole Lawrence from Georgia. And, and what if, right, if Justin Fields did not go to Georgia and Trevor Lawrence did commit to Georgia? Maybe we're talking about PZ's Bulldogs being the national champions, yeah, not, you know uh, well, not, not uh, losing the Sugar Bowl against Texas. Well, what's it called? Oh, with, that was uh, such an ugly game. With, Fields, with Fields leaving means it's a very short window for, L, for, for Georgia now. Well, I mean, Georgia – their their roster is comprised of first and second year, which was sixty percent of yeah. their roster. So it's a young team, and I didn't look. I know people were on the Georgia bandwagon thinking they're going to get back to the CFB Final Four. I thought they're a year away, but we look at these two teams now. Do we see these two quarterbacks duking it out? No pun intended. <laughs> next January on the thirteenth in the Louisiana Superdome. I hope for not. The fifth. <laughs> How mad um, are you going to be once again? I, hope, I really hope not, man. Because it just beca- it beca- it makes it. It proves that the that the the college playoff is garbage, and it proves that um, any the the best recruits are going to go to the best teams. Not always. They're not always going to go to the teams uh, that. Well, might, I don't know. Look at Oregon because Oregon's uh, Oregon recruits top well. five. They, so, they took number one defensive I end. I just don't it's know. True. So like when they no, rate right, these though. recruiting classes, I actually don't believe it's right because, like Terry said, all of the guys at Alabama are larger than the garage door we use to enter the studio. Yeah. So I mean, like. De- Derek Henry, as a as a high school athlete, looked ready. Like, looked like he already murdered forty. He was people. a monster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but look, recruiting is a huge. We know it's a bloodline for all programs, right? Yeah. But look, look at USC. Look at Texas. Look at Florida. Uh, all these teams were dominant in the mid two thousands. Stop with Florida. But no, but they, but they tailed <laughs> off, right? Because they couldn't recruit, right? They, no, but he's they, talking about two thousands when Florida was dominant. They were dominant, yeah, right? But course. these guys all fell off the wayside. So look at USC now, right? They're yeah. paying for their sins of not being able to recruit as well. Uh, schools now, like remember twenty thirty years ago, the tradition was you would only geographically go within your area. You would never go to Florida from Michigan. But now schools are going cross country to get their players because they know we have the facilities, the look, the the whole nine, the Nike swoosh, the Under Armour logo. Well, to that's get kids come to our program. I always, I always. I always say that if I had to choose any school, it would be Oregon because of the uniforms. I thought you'd be like a Mizuno guy, like, you know, one of those like lower, like Division three. It would be Oregon or Notre Dame. I'm choosing. Shocker. Pe- I'm choosing. Pe- Why is that a shocker? Good old Midwest boy. You look like a Midwestern. Uh, so, Guys, you know, Mo Pepperdine looks like. University is where it's at. Pepperdine? Yeah. It Great is school. on a mountainside facing the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. You know who Mo looks like? Who's Mo look like? Mo looks like the, the girl that was yelling, no, when Trump got uh, voted in. Perhaps. Maybe <laughs> I was there. Maybe I was Story. that girl. I was looking at you. Well, like, I was recognize that girl. you. I recognize so, what you're you. saying, though, like programs like USC may darker. have fallen off the cliff? They did. Like Pe- Pepperdine, you know? But but that's the thing, though, right? A lot of these schools fell through. behind. Like Alabama, uh, we look at uh, Georgia, we look at these schools, even Clemson. They've all r- upped their game of facilities and looks and having the in vogue thing for kids to go to and Oregon now is back in the top five. They yeah. kind of dipped a little bit here after the Marcus Mariota run that they had. Yeah, because it's terrible. a recruiting class, right? You get you have a yeah. lot of freshmen, you have a lot of sophomores. When they come into as juniors and seniors, when they start developing as men, then they start you start doing a lot better. I mean, there's always it seems like Alabama never has those gaps where most good programs like Oregon, like we mentioned, have those gaps. It's a higher payroll. A higher payroll. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of higher payroll, uh, how would you feel if you were a coach that got fired after going thirty five and forty? 
get hired by USC to be an OC. Uh, you quit to become a head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, all in a span of three weeks. In you know when I said how in uh, USC fell off the cliff? Yes, I know. That's what I was trying to get I to. I know. So I set you up. I know. Alley-oop, and like, it went straight out of bounds. <laughs> it's in the third row. It was a JaVale McGee move. It went nowhere. It went way to yeah. the 14th row. Ja- but JaVale Mcee. Yeah, I mean, we need that. that. So... Uh, look, the Javel McGee of this podcast. Okay, if if you read the Arizona Cardinal like uh, memo, the media memo, it said uh, Cliff Kinsbury, a friend of Sean McVay. So it's like if you're a friend of Sean McVay or if you know him through friends, hey, we're going to hire you right now. Yeah. So is this the overreaction move of what they did to say we're going to hire an offensive-minded guy who went below 500 with a mid-major school in, in a big conference? Or is he the right guy to now revitalize a very terrible Cardinal team? Cliff Kingsbury is living his best life. He's good looking too, man. Yo, yeah, you're a fan. I'm well, a huge fan. First man. of all, if if I looked like Cliff Kingsbury, there would be an STD named after me. The dude <laughs> is fine <laughs> as hell. The beast. And the thing you is, got beast. He's also he's also dating Holly Saunders. No the fuck off. Smoke show Holly Saunders. Holly Jeez. Saunders is the best looking woman on TV. Yeah, maybe Earth. By f- yeah, maybe Earth. Best looking woman on TV. Um, put, on the, put on the poll. Is Holly Saunders the best looking? And, you and got then it, like he leaves. <laughs> you got it. He he uh, he leaves USC after uh, Clay Helton was like, no, he told me he's staying, therefore he's staying. And then like sixty seconds later, he was gone. And then Clay Helton still supported him. So like the dude's loved by his bosses, who he fucked over. He's. I mean, I think he's a good looking guy. I gotta get a better look. He's really good looking. He's, he's, got with a strong he's a head coach of a team that can't possibly be worse. He coached Ryan Manziel, Davis Webb, Pat Mahomes, Baker Mayfield uh, to a 35 and 40 record. <laughs> I mean, yes, Duke. Let's not forget third string quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes. That's yeah, right. He was really, back in yeah? 2004, was or 2005? 2007. So 2007. maybe our maybe our uh, our guest knows him today. They probably may have crossed paths. 2006. It might have been his first year, actually. Now that I think about it. No, he was 2009, 2010, Marco. When did he, he won it? Marco Brio joined us, by the way, for those yeah, who are Marco trying Bria, to figure we'll it out. We'll ask him. Uh, but is yeah, this... I, I, give him, I, I take a couple but shots. But is this an overreaction, though, to, to hire a young coach to become that wizard for your offense? So here's the thing. Like, and, and here's where like Stephen A. Smith has become the old man. I was seeing today, he's saying how you know he didn't have the look of, of, uh, of a head coach because he was so young. What's but why wouldn't coach? you want to hire someone young who we look like head could, coaches actually? Seriously, we got a gut. Oh, from like twenty years ago, yeah. But no, but the, the way is, Phelps look. <laughs> but instead Bump of recycling Phillips. all these guys who are just simply trash, like the Raiders brought back a guy who hadn't coached for a decade because of his name, Caveman yeah. Gruden, and, and guaranteed him a hundred million dollars. And denied, denied having full control, but now is, has been admitted by Mike, May- Mike Mayock. He's now in full control of the team. Who's in full control? John Gruden or Mike yeah, Mayock? John, John Gruden. Gruden. So why is Mike Mayock there? He is He's their friends. Yeah. They're friends. Um, you need a GM? So instead, the, of, yeah. instead of recycling... The NFL has to, you have to have a GM on the, team, on the roster? Instead For of sure. recycling all these old guys that are tough to get rid of because they're established names, why not take a shot? And if it doesn't work, fires out. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, see, uh, Mike, Steve Wilkes, pardon me, got fired less than a year, and he asked, they went through like a two-and-a-half-week process to hire Steve Wilkes. The Cliff Kingsbury story reading up today was a four-hour process. After he left the Jets, he flew to Arizona. Hey, nice to meet you. You're hired. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Four-year deal plus an option. All right, let's do it. Yeah, you know what? Trying new blood, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't make a difference really, yeah. really who you fucking All right, so anymore. does Josh Rosen throw more than 20 touchdowns next year? To who? He has David Johnson, 
Larry Fitzgerald. If he comes well, back. Well, again, comes guys, back. free agency hasn't Christian opened. The draft Kirk. hasn't happened. We assume the team. Let's say we assume the team is what it is now. Maybe they add a receiver from the draft. Christian. They can trade down, right? If someone trades up yeah. for the number one pick, they're going to get a boatload. They of can picks trade down. Maybe get a maybe get a receiver. Christian maybe, Kirk. Maybe, yeah, maybe some help. Farrell Cooper, JJ Nelson. There's a lot. He's, he's got he's got weapons. I don't know, but th- maybe maybe some help at uh, O line might be able to. twenty touchdowns. In that division, I'm going to say no. But let's not forget, the, the, the Cardinals draft, and I'm, I'm trying to remember, it's been atrocious the last three, four years. Besides Deion Buchanan, uh, besides Patrick Peterson, Deion Buchanan's been their biggest hit. DJ Humphrey's a bust. Yeah. Uh, you can go through the list of guys who've been bust. Robert Kandiche was a complete bust. They've not drafted well, and I think that's a huge uh, a cog for anybody to be successful. You need to have a good draft body of work here, and they've not done that in the last four or five years. And you also need to develop. This isn't fantasy football for and here's the thing. Maybe oh, I'm going to look like a douchebag when he's like Jerry Goff next season, but <laughs> I, I don't see anything with Rosen. His footwork looks like a disaster. He looks like he's got cement blocks on his feet. Can't yeah, Mel Kuyper over here. I think ESPN's hiring a quarterback camp over here, PC Delarizzi, you know? No, it just... It, You're it, not it, impressed. Not impressed. No, like, but you, you, you see it, guys coming in ready test. now. Baker the, Mayfield's ready now. Sam Donald's ready now. You, but, he doesn't but pass in the defense, In defense of Josh Rosen, he went through... Uh, uh, a, st- a stone man OC and Ken Wizenut. Uh, oh, sorry, bigger part was uh, Mike McCoy. Bigger part, and, and he got fired after four weeks. And they brought in Byron Leftwich, so he was doomed from that point that he was not going to su- be successful or thrive in that system. But now it's in turn of a page year, and we talk about Jared Goff. His first year was pretty bad, and maybe he has that second year renaissance. Uh, Josh Rosen, the chosen Rosen, that is, chosen. and becomes a, a all pro quarterback. Uh, all pro quarterback? I don't know. Twenty becomes- touchdowns. 20 touchdowns in the NFL. If you're not a 20 touchdown quarterback, then you're not, an, you're not a starter. He's a starter, so maybe he'll hit it in that division. Like I said, I don't think so. Uh, he doesn't pass the eye test for me either, please. I mean, I'm not that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a quarterback guru. Quarterback connoisseur. connoisseur. Oh, you mean like uh, John Gruden who said Nathan Peterman was the best thing yeah, he's ever I seen? Never, uh, John Menzel should go first overall. You know, you say one Mac. thing. <laughs> and, you know, it haunts you well, forever. But it's the dumbest thing. <laughs> yes, Duke. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is all the same things that we were saying about Jared Goff before Sean McVay. Now, that's literally no, how I started. That's not at all. <laughs> that's not at all what we were saying about Jared Goff. We were saying about Jared Goff is that he was never in a huddle before he got into camp his entire life. Yeah, Jeff Fisher coaching him. Yeah, Jeff Fisher coaching yeah, him at first. It's not going to help anyone. I, don't think, I think Jared Goff, we saw the potential. It, was, it had nothing to do with his footwork. It has nothing to do with the eye test. He looked good. He just We, we didn't know if he was going to be able to adapt to the NFL. And I think that Josh... Uh, Josh Rosen, we don't know if he's going to be able to adapt the NFL. Well, he's also, he seems like the biggest asshole after Enron. I love Josh Rosen. Uh, so I like the assholeness, though. Yeah, why not? Fuck speaking of uh, A-holes, uh, Road, Road Warriors, who were A-holes on the weekend, as three of the four teams in Wildcard Weekend winning in the opening round of the NFL playoffs. So, gentlemen, if you have to lay down confidence points on this weekend's matchups of road teams playing. So you have the Cowboys at the Rams. You have the Eagles at the Saints. You have the Colts at the Chiefs and the Chargers at the Patriots. Which road team do you believe will come away with a victory this weekend? Chargers. The Chargers only play road games. Well, that's So uh, they're always on the road. It doesn't matter. Yes. No, so, but, he, but he's saying which road team this weekend. Yeah, but like for them, every game's a road team. So like, it doesn't matter. For it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter for them. It's great. But for us right now. All right. It's Chargers for me. I think Chargers are going to be the ones. Why, well, because of what? What's going to be the difference this time for L.A. to beat the Patriots? San Diego. Um, I think San Diego is going to win. Carson. Carmen San Diego? No, they're playing Carson, California. Oh, Netflix is doing a Carmen San Diego show. Coming That's out true. in January. Who's going to be in it? Carmen San Diego. Oh, nice. 
No way. Who? That's Carmen San Diego. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not watching. I can't hear you. You don't have my Jennifer Eagle. Lopez. Oh, nice. <laughs> totally watching that. Uh, okay, so I think the Chargers are going to win. Uh, I don't know. I just I think that their their defense is going to be able to get to Brady. Their D line is going to be able to get to Brady. Uh, they're going to be able to run the ball uh, pretty much at will because the 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 Patriots defense does not look good this year, especially their front their front uh, seven. Uh, Chargers, their their matchups overall, I think they're they're really good. They, the Patriots don't have the depth at receiver that they thought they were going to get. Josh Gordon's not there, uh, so you're relying on Edelman and a really banged up Gronkowski. So I just say don't Gronkowski's see it walking around like Solomon Grundy. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see it happening for the Patriots this year. But they're also the team that makes the best adjustments, so you'll ne- you never know what's going to happen. So, Pisa, who do you have liking? Who do you like this weekend for? I like teams? the Colts. They're four zero against the Chiefs, by the way. In playoffs. I feel like a crazy person. Yeah, but none of those players were on the same team. Yeah, correct. No, 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 showing they, they they've won twice in the Arrowhead in playoffs, so they've done it before. Yeah, but none but, of those. But the players, current players, I'm the same. Did that? History is showing that the Colts have won, <laughs> and so history dictates what goes on now. Like, like, like I'm okay. So sure, the Chargers are 0 and 7. I'm pretty the sure Andrew Luck was in Oliver's ball sack when one of them happened. Well, 95, so, man. Jim Harbaugh. Uh, the I like the Colts matchup too, uh, and and they're they're a better collection of talent than we knew them to be at the start of the season. Eric Ebron couldn't catch, uh, couldn't catch anything in when he was a member of the Lions. Became an insane red do- red zone target this season. Yep. Uh, they have, Andrew Luck has infinite tight ends that catch balls for him. Yeah. Yep. The, the 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 line has finally started protecting. If only him. he had Dallas Clark. If only. That's all he needs. That's all he <laughs> needs. Ben Utech. But I do I do like them. I I think it's it's a better built team than we knew them to be, and it, I think that. The reason we don't know, think of them as better than they are is because of how bad our expectations were. Yeah. And it's hard for us as dumb creatures to Im- improve with more information. Okay, so if you're picking the Colts and the Chargers to win as your confidence points for road teams, Absolutely. are you implying now that the Chiefs and the Patriots are the most vulnerable home teams? Then? Yes. So are we looking at a Charger, Colts, AFC 100%. title game oh, showdown? I just Give it to me. What? Really? I just puked, yeah. I st- I, I, I give me luck in Rivers. No, Chargers Chiefs would have been great. Nah, we have look. Mean? We have we have another like hundred years to watch Pat Mahomes. I'm, just, I'm just saying the game is going to be great, but I would love to see Andrew Luck in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Andrew Luck, yeah. Phil Rivers could be a fun a AFC game. Shoulder to watch though. Eh? A gimp shoulder of Andrew Luck making it to the Super Bowl. Eh? Who would have yeah. thunk it? By the way, his, his shoulder does not look bad at all. No. I remember Week One, 43 pass attempts. Like they don't care about his <laughs> leg no, at all. Screw that, man. It's the NFL. <laughs> they don't care about doggy this, down to the ground. Do you guys remember that point in the season where they put in Jacoby Brissett to throw up a, a, a Mary, bomb? Yeah. yeah, all the questions he came out. Jets, uh, yeah. Is he finished? Yeah. You know. Just because of one throw, he probably pulled in and put in Jacoby Brissett. Well, like, it's also okay if another guy has a stronger arm than you. <laughs> like that's okay. That's not the only measure of quarterbacking. Otherwise, Jeff George would have been a fucking godsend. Oh, I got a cannon. Okay, so speaking of strong arms here, so we look at Vic Fangio, Bruce Arians, and Matt Lafleur all being hired by the Broncos, by the Buccaneers, and by the Packers, gentlemen. PZ, I ask you this: as you make fun of the Titans' full throttle offense, that Looks like a flag football team offense. I, I they wish they looked like a flag football team offense because that's a team that's an offense that throws the ball. Eagle, how excited are you as a as a uh, Packers fan? He's a Packers fan. He's a Packers fan. He's not an Eagle fan. Having the great Aaron Rodgers being coached by a team that ran the ball every goddamn play, regardless of the situation. <laughs> there we go. That's the one. You went from Mike McCarthy giving him an incompetent system. To a guy whose system was from 1936. And a friend of Sean McVay, by the way. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. But hell, Mike McCarthy, when he went from the Niners to the Packers, his office was ranked number 29th. So uh, maybe you think he's Mike McCarthy 2.0 over here, you know? But that's I just it, it, it's it's the most. <laughs> this is why public ownership of of a corporation doesn't make sense. Why? Because the board of directors simply can't come together to hire someone who lets you win a championship with championship. the greatest quarterback to ever play the position. But he's also hot though. So again, yeah. but hold on. Here, here's the thing though, right? We look at Vic Fangio. Who's hot? Matt Lafleur. Really? I thought. By the way, when I heard the name, I thought he was a thousand years old. Yeah. He just has an old no, name. No, it sounds like a very young name, actually. Really? Yeah. No, like a guy from Lazy. Maddie Lafleur. But <laughs> we, look, we look at Vic Fangio. Uh, is this a do or die oh, for. I know that guy. Yeah, he's very good looking. For uh, John Elway. Because I'd Kingsbury. John Elway has had a pretty bad three year run post Peyton Manning on, on hires and acquisitions. So is this now make or break for John Elway? I'm bringing in Vic Fangio. Well, Make or break? No, I think he's going to be there for a few years after that too. Well, well but their their conference head in Denver though. That that conference, the the division is also very tough. So I think that he's he's going to be able to buy himself a few years to develop something, because you're seeing the Chargers and the Chiefs dominate now. The Raiders, you never no, know. Don't what worry, you're the Raiders are never going to be. I mean, I'm really not worried, but you know, just to play devil's advocate, the Raiders are garbage. They're Pluto, uh, man. Really? Yeah. yeah I bet you they make the playoffs next year. They will not make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Maybe in, in fantasy football playoffs. Yes. But that's about but it. the Raiders that's fantasy, make football fantasy football works well. Yeah. The same. Um, so I mean, I think he's gonna be able to buy himself some time because he's in a hard, in a hard division to develop this coach and this and his new system at least five years. So if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. Exactly. And he hasn't had anyone since Peyton Manning. What, and even when he had Peyton Manning, wasn't great. What do you mean, Paxton Lynch, bro? He missed in quarterbacks though, right? He, he's he's missed, but even before Peyton Manning, he missed on quarterbacks. I mean, he I mean, it wasn't him that brought in Tim Tebow, but like he didn't draft the quarterback right away, and he was holding on for dear life until Peyton Manning, by the miracle of God, had a bad neck and then became a free agent and fell into his lap. Yeah, but then who, who did he have after that? Brock, Paxton Lynch, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, uh, Simeon, Simeon. Uh, Case Keenum, Case Keenum. Uh, yeah, more, that's he's it. had four quarterbacks. And yeah. the worst is he had All the opportunity terrible. to draft Pat Mahomes. And he had the opportunity. And to given the way that John Elway played the game, you figure Pat Mahomes would have been someone particularly interesting to him. That you know, John Elway was a guy who took chances downfield, who would you know break the uh, break yeah. the the tackle box. Like Bef- he he was a guy who was just going out there to make plays. Mm-hmm. How was that not a home run for him? But before but before we go to break though, does John Elway actually spend time scouting these players? I don't think he does, oh, and he, he gets he gets hailed for for a lot of like credit when I think it goes to it should be going to his scouts. That right, yeah, yeah, I mean most most GMs, most VPs uh, really don't do a lot of the scouting. They look, they get the information, they gather the information, and they make the selection from there. I want to have steak and cigars with John Elway. He looks no. like a guy who loves steak. And cigars. Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah. I used to throw a forty yard ball. See, that's the voice. Day. That's the cigar voice right there. He yeah. has such a big head. He's got a big chest, man. Barrel-chested uh, person. He totally lights a stogie in a restaurant, and when someone tells him not to, he just he just air, he just flames it out inside his he's steak. Like, I'm oh. John fucking Elway. on his steak. His steak, and then he eats it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> medium rare. Speaking of steaks, <laughs> this person doesn't eat steaks. No, he does not. We may smoke a stogie or two along the way. Yes, he does. Let's welcome in in our next segment, Marco Briette from the Saskatchewan Football Riders here on Hot Sauce Sports. All right, welcome back to Hot Sauce Sports as we switch gears and talk about Canadian rules football as uh, we will bring in our next guest from the Saskatchewan Football Rough Riders. Uh, can we say he's a, the, the letter of the law? Sure. I don't know. I'm saying that. Sounds, 
That sounds about right. Maybe the, the long arm of the law. The long arm, long of, the arm of the law. <laughs> Yo, you guys remember that show Cops? The yeah, cartoon of show? Of course. Because that's where that's from. The long arm of the law? He, he was like a dude with like a telescopic arm. I thought the long arm of the Glorious. law was from uh, Marco's pants. We walk in with Marco Briette. <laughs> hey, that's the third leg Hello. of the law. <laughs> Marco Briette here from the Saskatchewan Football Rough Riders. All right, Marco, um, I have a question for you. You are a former quarterback that played in university with Montreal, and you transitioned to the safety role. Uh, during your time in the CFL, did you ever think to yourself, God damn, I have a better football arm than the guy that I'm going up against in practice or during the game? No chance. I, uh, I will be the first to admit I was a mediocre CIS quarterback. I happened to be a great athlete, um, and I also gave you know our football team the, the best chance to win. But the guys that, that I've seen roll through uh, a lot of the pro camps and, and pro teams that I've been involved with, um, you know, the, these guys are the real deal. Um, you know, they, they look the part. They play the part. A lot of them have tough times adjusting to the Canadian game. Um, you know, you'll see some big names, some, some guys that played in, you know, Big Ten or, or the SEC or things like that, you know, that were started, that played some big-time football, and then you see them live, and, you know, they don't necessarily – measure up to your expectations of what you know you thought they were going to be but um at the end of the day you know they're in a pro they're in a pro organization and even if it's just for a cup of tea you know they're there for a reason because those guys can play and, and you know uh, i don't think i was anywhere near that to be okay. honest with you all right mark enough enough of the political answer here <laughs> give us a name on who you thought was a terrible quarterback that came from like who the sec shit? the big Tell 12 was, was it vince young or was it someone else Oh, Vince Young, that's true. You, you, know who did, you know who did not throw a good ball uh, and who didn't impress me very much? And he was in Montreal with me. I can't remember the year. I'd been there a couple of years, so it must have been sometime around 2013 or 2014. Um, Colin Klein. Oh, yes, Kansas from Kansas State. State. Yes. Exactly. Put up huge numbers when he was there. And, I, you know, I don't think I saw one spiral out of this dude. Mm-hmm. Intelligent guy, you know, he... he he knew what he was doing out there. He just couldn't, you know, perform. <laughs> You'll never get a bad word about Vince Young out of Marco's uh, Marco's mouth. Marco was a huge um, Vince Young fan. Well, I, I am. I I was, still am, and luckily, um, you know, I was in my fake retirement uh, during the time in which he was in Saskatchewan. So I didn't get a chance to have, you know, my idea of this Vince Young ruined by actually seeing him try and throw a football. And it was ugly to watch, I guess. He didn't uh, see it. Terry. He didn't see it. Terry. Oh, makes it difficult. No, Terry. I don't listen to Marco when he talks. I can't listen don't. to Marco when he talks. Marco Bria here with us on so Hot Sauce Sports. Terry Tamp. He's Dale. He's Terry. Go ahead. Um, so for me, Marco, is that, you know, having watched you play, having played with you, having seen your piece. Um, I've always thought that you were an exceptional athlete, and I always thought that young, a young Marco, maybe maybe had a chance at the NFL. What, when did you realize that you like that you just said fuck it, I'm not going to be able to go, or was there any other any interest, and you decided to stay in Canada? No, th- there wasn't much interest. Um, I think the times were a little different back then as well. Uh, you know, you look at the guys over the past two or three years coming out of CIS and, and it's almost a regular occurrence that guys are getting, you know, mini camp workouts and things like that. Um, you know, n- not a lot of them are sticking, but it's a step in the right direction. And I think it's a testament to, to the progress, um, you, you know, uh, of, and the, uh, the quality of the athletes coming out of the CIS. Uh, however, on my end, you know, just 
dealing with the whole transition of, of changing positions. I mean, you know, if I couldn't play quarterback in the CFL, there, there was no chance I was playing quarterback in the NFL. So, uh, you know, my only, my only potential way in would have been based strictly on athleticism. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I had a tough enough time transitioning uh, to the defensive side of the ball playing here in the CFL that, you know, I, I didn't really become comfortable on playing defense, you know, on a full-time regular basis until my third or fourth season, you know, and by then I, you know, I already had a lot of mileage on me and, you know, I didn't really have any, any desire or, or interest uh, to, you know, to try and explore that, that option. Marco, it's P's here. Um, I have like a semi-serious question and a very serious question. The very serious question, of course. Oh, you're is, gonna warm. You're gonna warm me up first. Yeah, hundred like percent. The very serious question is: your most misheard lyric, true or false, is uh, from Elton John's "Tiny Dancer." <laughs> true or false? Because I got another one. I got another one for you. I want. I want you to rate it. But you tell me: is is that the one for you? You mean hold me closer, Tony Danza? Absolutely. <laughs> My entire childhood, I thought it was Tony fucking Danza. I think everybody did. <laughs> to this but, day, I still believe it's Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah, maybe he is. But uh, mine is don't don't go, Jason Waterfalls. I always thought it was like a, a song about a spy who that his girl didn't want him to like go out of town on like a spy mission. And he's a spy, and he's long arm of the law too. Long arm of the law. Jason Look. Waterfalls has got a piece on him for sure. <laughs> yeah, he does. He a does. Shank. Everyone knows Jason Waterfall hung like a horse. Also, quick question before we go to our producer because he did a terrible job and didn't get us the information. Did you play for Cliff Kling- Kingsbury with Kingsbury? Okay, I'm sorry. Play with uh, Cliff Kingsbury. When I did not Alex, play with didn't Cliff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was he, he was a he 2010 was, draft. Oh my bad. My he bad. was there before my time. Yeah. Okay. So, Marco, it, you got drafted in 2010. I was 2010. Yeah, third round. Uh, hey Marco, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm I'm Duke. I'm the guy in the background. Uh, and uh, so I just have a, a really really straightforward question. So you've seen a lot of dongs in a, in, a, in the locker room. I'm just uh, wondering. If, I'm wondering if anyone surprised you, or are you just generally unsurprised by locker room dongs? Well, first of all, don't sell yourself short as the guy in the background. You're better than that. Okay. <laughs> He's the dong in the background. <laughs> <laughs> now, the ones on camera, are the longer ones. The albino dong. You know, I think that it's something that that obviously is common in in the line of uh, of business in which I I, I was for several years. Um, you know, when people ask, uh, I try and retain some type of attorney-client privilege. Um, you know, there are some <laughs> secrets that 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 will remain locked away with me. But uh, you know, occasionally you see something special that you just feel that it's in the best interest of your client or teammate um, that you just spread the gospel about it. You know, we, uh, we'll take it offline. We'll take it offline. <laughs> I, I do have I do have a follow up question about this. Um, so, wide receivers and running backs are known for to be very popular with the ladies, right? But I'm pretty curious about the big boys. Like, how much of the O line? Uh, how much do they smash? Big boys do well. You know, they they the numbers are up there with the other guys. Um, the quality is probably just not as good. You know. You, you, <laughs> You would compare it to maybe the, and I'm going to use some some meat references here, although it's against my better judgment. Um, <laughs> you're, you're running backs and receivers, uh, you know, they're eating Kobe beef, and and your linemen, you know, they're eating the ground chuck. So, so, so Marco, everyone everyone's eating, but 
you know, you'd rather be the Kobe, right? So, Marco, I asked Nick Lewis this question years ago. Uh, I said, hey, did anyone in the silence ever pick up a fan's number? And he he told me a good story uh, of, he won't say the player's name, but he threw a football to a female fan with his number on it, and the fan called him afterwards. So I'll ask you this question. Your best sideline story where a teammate may have picked up a fan's number while playing the football game. I, and, I, and I'm not going to disclose any names. That's okay. No and, names. No names. You know, we're, I think with the advances in, in technology, the game has changed a little. You know, Nick Lewis, I think he came in the league in 82, so <laughs> he was still writing his number on a football with a Sharpie. But I have seen guys in uniform in the middle of the game, usually in a, in a blowout late in the fourth quarter, have a non-dressing teammate go into the locker room, grab their phone so they can get a jump start on Tinder for later that evening. Hey, yo. So okay. this okay, so, so Tinder came in what year? Tinder was in 2013, 2014? Uh, Eagle. I, I would Eagle? not know. I, I I would have no idea whatsoever. Marco's so 2012, so, so we're looking at Twenty twelve, so it's September twenty twelve, so that means it's a five, six year gap. So we're looking at probably a f- former teammate of Marcos with the Alouettes then. <laughs> we're gonna have to cro- we're gonna have get to on go research, back. Uh, please. Have to research this here. Yeah. Now uh, was he a DB? <laughs> that, I, <laughs> Tell I, us what I number you were. Specifics, gentlemen. I, yeah, I apologize. Take it off, Marco. Uh, for for those who don't know, you are a CFL player, like we've been talking about, but you're also a lawyer. How do you manage living both lifestyles? Um, they're different. You know, um, you can't really walk around the, the office and say, hey, what's up, cocksucker? How was your night last night? You know, that doesn't I mean, really you can. Very... It's fine. Just, you know, you won't be respected by anyone. Or you won't have yeah, a job the probably... next day. <laughs> Along those lines. Um, but uh, it's different, but I, I do enjoy both. Um, you know, my my path to getting you know, where I was becoming a men- member of the, the Quebec bar was different than your typical attorney. It took longer because, you know, obviously I was working with only, you know, five or six months off during the off season, but which weren't really off because I still had to train and, and prepare for, for an upcoming football season. So, uh, it took a little longer. Um, you know, my, my experience in the legal world is not, uh, the same as, you know, somebody, for example, that I graduated with at the University of Montreal in, in 2010. Um, but, you know, I've been able to, to dip my feet kind of in the, in the legal pool. And, and I, you know, I know that that's going to be, you know, what's waiting for me on the other side, whether that, you know, this year or next year, I still, still really haven't made my mind up on, on what my, my next move is. My contract expires with, uh, with the riders before free agency. So, I'm hoping to, to have a decision made by then. Last question before we let you go. CFL and the PA are now going to negotiate. What do you forecast is going to happen? Do you think the players will finally win some leverage and get a better CBA deal that will benefit them in the long term? Well, I sure hope so. Um, you know, I've been involved as a, as a player rep for several years now, and uh, we were recently at Grey Cup. With, with all the reps and our board of directors and all our special counsel and kind of just preparing to move into that, that phase. And, and hopefully, you know, I know the general managers are meeting up in Motrama this week, and hopefully that'll kind of open the door for, for both sides to, to begin discussions. Um, as having spent nine years in the league, uh, you know, 
the guys in those locker rooms across the country are guys that I care deeply and greatly about, and, and I want what's best for them. And, and I think, you know, the league wants it as well. We're seeing new leagues with, you know, what seem like sustainable business models coming up with the AAF and, uh, and the XFL on the horizon. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of big names and money and credibility behind those leagues. So I think they are legitimate threats to our game up here in Canada because, you know, the product on the field is only as good as the, the players um, that are playing the game. And, and, you know, we have to face the fact that, yes, there are some Canadian stars across the league, but, you know, nothing brings more fans or attention to this league than, than you know, big-name American uh, football players and w- with these leagues threatening to take a lot of those guys away um, it- it's in our best interest to, to find a-, a working agreement between ourselves and the league um, that will allow us to, to continue playing football and, and make it a, a more appealing uh, option for, for those guys uh, in the U.S. because you've got guys coming up who are playing for minimum wage up here in the CFL and then you know by the time the the season's done and they go back home with the exchange rates, uh, you know, they can only survive for about a month and a half, two months before they have to either get a job or, or, you know, start begging for money. So I think that, you know, I'm hoping that there's going to be a resolution done quickly. Um, I hope it doesn't go down to, to the wire like it did last time. You know, the, the league has drawn, you know, their line in the sand by withholding off season bonuses, which, you know, they are in their right to do. Um, however, I, I am strongly opposed to that. You know, uh, a contract, you know, most people will agree that a contract is a contract. Um, however, you know, we, we don't seem to play by the same rules as all the other contracts in, uh, in other businesses. So I'm hoping uh, for a good deal for everyone um, because at the end of the day, we are, we are in this together. The owners, the, the general managers, the league, the players, we need to do what's best for our game and we need to, to protect ourselves uh, to be able to, uh, you know, to, to keep this thing going and keep growing our league. Okay, we'll see you in the XFL next year then. <laughs> Let's do it! <laughs> Marco Briette, so thank you so much for joining us on Hot Sauce Sports. Uh, a pleasure and a treat for us to talk to you about uh, locker room banter within your football world. Gentlemen, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, anytime you guys uh, you guys want to chat, anytime that guy wants to know a little more about some pieces, maybe off the record, he can feel free to reach out. And uh, it'll be my pleasure to, to spill the beans. It's his favorite topic. It's yeah, his favorite topic. It really is. Of course. All right, Marco, best of luck in, uh, with the CBA talks. Hopefully that will come to uh, light for you guys to have an agreement. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Marco Briette from... Uh, Perhaps the Atlantic Schooners. Stay tuned here <laughs> on Hot Sauce Sports the following turn as we wrap up today's episode. It's a sailboat. All right, welcome back here to Hot Sauce Sports. Following turn, let's go into the rapid fire and we'll dive right back into it, boys. Uh, Jared Allen and the Mullet Hammer. Gentlemen, your thoughts quickly. Um, it's to me the greatest thing in the world. The dude <laughs> already looked like he should have played curling. Uh, curling is the greatest sport for drinking in a mullet. Absolutely, yeah. I got to love the mullet. I had a mullet at one point when it was stylish. You should never have Oh, lost God. It. All right, so Carey <laughs> Price and Al- Alex Ovechkin will be no choice for the All-Star game. Are you crying about that? So do All-Star games make any money? 
like, of course, yeah, they make they money for the league, but you don't make money for the, the players. Okay, so the, the league makes money. All right, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep suspending players. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. But it's why do you suspend somebody? He he didn't make it by merit, so I don't think you should have suspended him. But fuck it anyway. They're gonna suspend it's him. like all right. Either way, he but you guys got hurt, and now you're suspended. He wasn't gonna play the game anyway. The the Habs are probably gonna pay his contract. All right, so barely missed it because we talk about missed All Star games. Cody Parkey missing the. Game-winning field goal. Uh, Bears fans not happy. Uh, booing him off. Thoughts, boys. Eagle, you got that clip? You going to roll it real quick? Bears fans. Eight people. million, 10 million, 25 million. I don't know how much fucking Cody Parkey's getting fucking paid, but that little fucking cocksucker from South Florida can't make a goddamn fucking tick for his fucking life. I mean, how much fucking money we got to pay this fucking cocksucker? How much fucking opportunity do you fucking need? How many fucking missed kicks is Cody Parkey gonna fucking hit this year? Eleven! Eleven! Okay. That's how many! <laughs> Eleven! All right, Fuck you, is. Cody! Fuck you! So, he, he outscored the offense. <laughs> he said, how many kicks, how many missed, missed kicks is he gonna, gonna hit? hit? This guy's amazing. Yeah, also, he yeah. thinks kickers make $25 million. <laughs> Of course. Quickly here, guys. Word with friends. Derek Rose, Andrew Wiggins. Unfortunately, uh, some unfortunate words they said. Thoughts quickly, boys. It's okay. It happens all the time in locker rooms. I'm not surprised. Peace. And, well, look. First thing is, Derek Rose didn't kill yourself. He's just saying, like, he's offering you an option. You don't yeah, get yeah. to take it. It's, uh, not, it's not like Doug Christie and Rick Fox, that's for sure. No. Oh, and, no. And, then, and then, look. Andrew Wiggins, you got to learn that. If you call someone, if you say something is gay to refer that it's bad, you're inferring that gay is bad. It shouldn't be that complicated to figure out. <laughs> it's not that. Just don't do it. Just say it's bad. It's the same word. If, if to use the same word, just use the same There's word. There's better choice of words you could have used. Uh, for like, sure. You know, any other word. All right, let's go into the last segment. Here we go. Any other Final word. turn. <laughs> it's not time for the... We're going to be, do, be doing the NFL, uh, the NFL playoff picks. Hot sauce hot, picks. Hot, hot sauce picks, yeah. There we go. So... We have, for the first game, we have the Chargers at the Patriots. Terry. So, Mo, uh, Mo we're going to go Mo, P's, and Terry Patriots. each time. So, go, Patriots. We'll Patriots. Chargers. Chargers. Okay. Um, the next game, as I uh, try to Cowboys get Cowboys versus the Rams. Cowboys versus the Rams, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going the other way? Snake in there or what? No. You go, you go. Go with it. I got the, um, I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm going Rams. Cowboys, baby. Of course, you're going Cowboys. Shut the fuck up. All we right, are, we have the we have the uh, the the Colts at the Chiefs. Chiefs. We're chicken out. We're in Chiefs. What? Right. Okay, I'm gonna switch to the Colts then, just because you fucking pussied up. Yeah. Well, you last one. Out if I didn't, so. I would have went Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I think the Chiefs are gonna win. Gee, I'm going Chiefs. And the last one, which uh, is going to be at Sunday at 4:40 p.m., we got Eagles at Saints. Saints, I think the Eagles run comes to an end. Yeah, I think so too. I go Saints too. Remember, whoever's the worst has to drink hot sauce at the end of the yes. show. All right, perfect. I'm going Saints. We're, we're also upgrading our hot sauce for next week. I got one. I made one. You got one? We're going to do both of them together, same right. time. I know. I'm saying excellent. <laughs> Something great. Mix it. All right, boys. Uh, thank you very much to Marco Briette for coming on with us. Uh, you can listen to his interview on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Terry Tam, Deezy, Duke, Eagle in the Nest, and Mocon. Wishing you a good evening, goodbye, and by next week we'll have our final four for the AFC and NFC playoff brackets. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.